Hi, my name is Olivia, and I'm three years old, and... Why is Jesus the best? Why is Jesus the best? Because? Because he's the one who takes care of us, and all of the people we give today. Being a kid isn't easy. You know you're supposed to be good, and sometimes you feel like you're doing a great job. But then the next minute, you do something wrong again. That's why we need Jesus and to remember the good news of the gospel every day. Not just the part about when Jesus came to earth, but God's rescue plan from before he even created the world and the hope of living with him forever so that we can see through every story in the Bible why Jesus is better than anything else and why he wants you to join him. Hey, Finn. How's it going today? Good. I'd like to tell the boys and girls about an idea I had, okay? Okay. So, since you're going to help me tell our story today, I thought it might be cool if the boys and girls did that too. So... I'll tell them when they can pause the podcast and they can tell the story to their mom or their sister or anyone close by. Then they can come back and listen to the rest of it. What do you think? Okay. Okay, boys and girls, here's our story today from 2 Kings chapter 6. The group of the prophets said to Elisha, They were all gathered together. They said, look, the place where we meet with you is too small for us. We'd like to go to the Jordan River. Each of us can get some wood there. We want to build a place there for us to meet. So Elisha said, go. Then one of them said, won't you please come with us? I will, Elisha replied. And he went with them. And they went to the Jordan River and started cutting down trees. One man was cutting down a tree... And do you remember what happened? His, the metal part flew into the lake. From his axe? Yeah. Yeah. And he cried out, Oh no, master! This axe was borrowed! And so then Elisha said, Where did the blade fall? And so the man showed Elisha the place in the water where it had sunk down to the bottom. And what did Elisha do? Threw a stick in. What? He threw a stick in, and that made the iron blade float. Take it out of the water, he said. So the man reached out and took it. So so that was our first little story. Now we're going to do a little bit longer story about an enemy king and Elisha and the king of Israel. So, the king of Aram was at war with Israel. He talked things over with his officers, and he said, I'm going to set up my camp in a certain place. Now Elisha, the man of God, sent a message to the king of Israel. Elisha said, try to stay away from that place. Aram's army is going to be there. The king of Israel checked on the place the man of God, Elisha, had told him about. 
time after time, Elisha warned the king of where the army of Aram would be. And so the king was on guard in those places. Now, all of that made the king of Aram... (laughs) Right. He sent for his officers and said, Tell me, which of us is on the side of the king of Israel? So he was looking for a spy, right? Who was giving away their plans. Mm. You are my king and master, said one of his officers. None of us is on Israel's side, but Elisha is a prophet in Israel. He tells the king of Israel even the words you speak in your own bedroom. Well, go and find out where he is, the king ordered. Then I can send my men and capture him. The report came back, and the officers said, He's in Dothan. Then the king sent horses and chariots and a strong army there. Do you think that he thinks he needs a whole army to capture Elisha? Uh, wait. (laughs) Yeah? So, the army went at night and surrounded the city. Now the servant of the man of God, Elisha, got up the next morning. He went out early, and he saw that an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Oh no, my master, the servant said. What can we do? And what did Elisha say? That the ones with us are more than the ones with the army of Aram. Yeah, that's right. First he told him, don't be afraid. And just like you said, Finn, those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And then Elisha prayed. And he said, Lord, open my servant's eyes so that he can see. Wait, was he blind? Blind to all those fiery horses. Oh, oh, well, you're giving it away. (laughs) Then the Lord opened his eyes, and Elisha's servant looked up and saw the hills. He saw that Elisha was surrounded by horses and chariots made of fire. Now Aram's army started to come down toward Elisha. Then Elisha prayed, Make these soldiers blind. So first he's praying that eyes would be opened, and now he's praying that this army from Aram would be blind. So the Lord made them blind. Oh, you mean like this? I don't think they can see your eyes closed on the podcast, Finn. (laughs) So just as Elijah had prayed... The Lord made them blind, and Elisha went out and told them, "Uh, This isn't the right road. This isn't the right city. Follow me. I'll lead you to the man you're looking for. And he led them to Samaria in the land of Israel. They entered the city. Then Elisha said, Lord, open the eyes of these men. Help them see again. Then what happened? Their eyes were open. That's right. And they looked around, and there they were inside the enemy city of Samaria. Well, their enemy. The king of Israel saw them. So he asked Elisha, 
Should I kill them? I need your advice. You're like a father to me. Should I kill them? And what did Elisha say? Do not kill them. That's right. He said, would you kill people you've captured with your own sword or bow, like in war? He said, put some food and water in front of them. Then they can eat and drink and go back to their master. So the king of Israel prepared a great feast for them. And after they'd finished eating and drinking, he sent them away and they returned to their master. So the groups of fighting men from Aram stopped attacking Israel's territory. Well, at least for a while. We'll get to the, we'll get to the next stories next week. Okay, boys and girls, here's the spot where you can pause the podcast and go tell someone what happened in our two stories today. Remember, the first story had to do with an axe floating, and the second was all about an angel army and some blind men. Okay, do you think they did it, Finn? I hope they did. Our stories today were pretty amazing with the miracles of the metal axe floating and Elisha's servant getting to see that angel army protecting them and the enemy soldiers being blinded and led right to their enemy Israelite king. But let's talk about the choices first. What did that man do when his when he was trying to chop down a tree and his axe flew in the water? He had old Elisha. Yeah, and what did Elisha do? He threw a stick in the water and the axe floated. Right. So, do you remember when Elisha parted the Jordan River after Elijah was taken to heaven with horses and chariots of fire? Yeah. So, I guess he already had some experience with water miracles, you think? (laughs) Yeah. Maybe I should stop calling him the fire prophet and start calling him the water prophet. Oh, well, yeah. Well, I guess he had some horses and chariots of fire. So, maybe Elijah is like the fire prophet and Elisha is like the water prophet? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) So, what did you notice about God in in this small story about the axe floating? Do you think he cares about people who lose things? Yeah. Yeah. And do we need to go find a prophet if we lose something? Not always. What should we do instead? Uh, Ask God to know what to do. Yeah, that's a great idea. So... What do you think God wants us to do after reading this story about the miracle? What if God doesn't do miracles for us? Excuse me. I'm sure he will, but not like uh, throwing a stick into water and not floating. Oh, so like different, there's different ways that God provides for us? Yeah. I mean, he could still do a miracle, but... um, I think some of the miracles we forget about is the way he provides for our food each day and the greatest miracle of providing for our salvation. So in our second story, even though God had healed Naaman, 
the Syrians were still enemies and things got worse. Now, you remember me mentioning the Israelite king? His name was King Jehoram, and he was not living righteously before God. But God still sent Elisha to help him know when and where the Syrian army was coming from, right? Yeah. So that shows me that when God plans to do something, he always carries it out. It wasn't time for the Israelite army or King Jehoram to be judged. So King Jehoram chose to listen to Elisha, and Elisha chose to obey God by telling Jehoram so that he would know where the the enemy army would be camping. So let's talk about Elisha's servant. What did he choose to do when he saw the Syrian army surrounding their house? Uh, got terrified. (laughs) Yep, (laughs) he got terrified. And so what did Elisha do? Uh, he asked the Lord to open the eyes of him so he can see all those blazing fiery chariots. Mm-hmm. And I love this part of the story because it shows me how important it is to ask God to help us see things with our spiritual eyes. We have no idea what God might be protecting us from with his angels. But when we ask God for things we can't see, we get spiritual sight. Like when he gives us the gift of faith to believe in Jesus, accept his forgiveness for our sins, and call him our king. It isn't anything we can see, but it makes the way for all the spiritual blessings we receive now and get to hope for in the future. As soon as we're joined to Jesus, he gives us his Holy Spirit to live inside of us. We become God's child forever, and he shows us what's important to him by what he's written in his word. And he gives us the desire to obey those commands and love him and others. People who aren't joined to Christ are like those Syrian soldiers walking dazed toward the enemy. Their sin blinds them to the dangers of it, and Christ doesn't look like any help that they want. You know, Finn, we all used to be like those Syrian soldiers, blind to our need for God. But do you remember what Elisha told the king to do once those soldiers got there and their eyes were opened and they were all scared? Um, to have mercy on them? Yeah. What did he, what did he give them? I've ever heard of food and water. <laughs> yeah. He gave them a banquet and sent them home. When our eyes are finally open to our sin and need for Christ's sacrifice, and when we accept him, our eyes are also open to all the blessings in Christ, and he promises that we'll get to join him in a heavenly banquet when we die. Right now, though, we get small tastes of that, when we get to be with God's people at church. Now, Finn, you might have seen the believers at your church take communion, where they eat a cracker and drink some juice to remember Jesus' body being broken and his blood being spilled out so that we could be forgiven. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Those tiny tastes of food 
are also reminders that because of Jesus' death for us, we'll get to have a much bigger banquet with all of God's people from every nation when Jesus returns, and we'll be celebrating the Lamb who was slain. So, what do you think the boys and girls should remember about spiritualize from this angel army story, Finn? Um, to use your spiritualize instead of just your... You're pointing to your realize? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's let's pray for that. And then if you have anything else to share, Finn, you can do that. Lord, thank you so much for these great stories in your word today. Thank you that you care about the little details, like the prophet's axe head that had sunk to the ground down under the water. And you um, did a miracle through Elisha so that it could float. Thank you for all the ways that we don't even notice that you're um, showing miraculous care for us. Thank you for the, the miracle of getting to be with other believers and have food to eat each day and a place to live. Thank you for the incredible gift of your word that we get to read the very words of you each time we open the Bible. And Lord, thank you so much for um, that your plan is going forth, that it's always going to be carried out, and that we can trust your plan. Would you help us to be faithful in showing mercy and sharing your truth so that we're not just giving maybe like food and water to people, but the living water of the truth of Jesus. And when we have those hard things going on, maybe we're having a hard time getting along with one of our siblings or our parents or someone at school, I pray that you would give us spiritual eyes to see how you see it, to see others with your love, and to be able to know what to pray for as we receive your help and comfort. Thank you so much for Jesus and that we can live forever because of what he did for us on the cross. Amen. Okay, Finn, thanks so much for helping me today. Is there anything else you want to tell the boys and girls? Uh, yes. Bye. Bye-bye, butterfly.